Shall I do a countdown? You ready, Margaret? Sure. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Beyond Humanity, brought to you by Hive1.net. With us today is Matt Reddy, host of the Mindful Activist webcast, published author of Revolutionary Mindfulness, and a hospital commissioner in Jefferson County, Washington. He's an amateur ufologist, creator of Hive1.net, and a philosopher. I'm Margaret Howe, product manager of New Perspective, LLC. In the Beyond Humanity podcast, we explore the possibilities and implications of artificial intelligence and alien life for human evolution, identity, and destiny. We want to invite anyone on Earth, human, alien, reptilian, AI, interdimensional beings, and Matt fans. We are sponsored by the Sisterhood of the Forked Tongue Worm. Hey, Matt, did you think up a super genius of the week? I think I have. I think I have made my decision on the super genius of the week. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Who is it? My super genius of the week, I think, is would be right now my nomination for super genius of the year based oh. on the entire last year. I would say the most clever, um, noble, and stuck their neck out before it was cool to do so humans on in this whole thing is Lou Elizondo. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I would I didn't find anything about a reaction from him about the subcommittee meeting yesterday. Did you? I, I would love to know what he thought of that. Uh no, I just saw a Twitter post of somebody that was like, hey, look who I ran into and a nice photo. And it looked like they were in like the Congress building. They And it looked like Lou was wandering oh. the halls of the uh, U.S. Capitol and smiling. And then Lou Elizondo responded to the Twitter post saying something like, great to see you or run into I don't know. He might have even said, great to run into you in D.C. today. I mean, it might have been. Almost, wow. Because it's. That's the so type you think of he was there? I, I heard that there was a lineup, but yeah. I think I think Lou Elizondo, it, it's when he testifies is when this stops being, uh, it's going to transition to another level. If you just, the only thing that really is interesting to my brain right now are the breadcrumbs that Lou Elizondo put out there that nobody has eaten yet. And they are hanging around unsaid unspoken and if you just focus on the unspoken Lou Elizondo breadcrumbs I think I could come up with three to five that they if you just assume all of these things are actually the most important parts of this story it's suddenly oh oh my Lou is next and he's gonna explain a lot <laughs> that's, that's my awesome um, oh, okay. We're going to let my otter pilot in here. Then we'll get an otter transcript of this. And that way we can Insta transcript our show. And uh, all right, we should, we should tell everyone in the Twitter space, if you do come in and you talk, we don't have control of your microphones. Anyone who comes in here can talk. So if someone is rude or obnoxious or childlike, I know that never happens here because everyone on Twitter spaces and online in general are polite and very compassionate people, humans. But all Wouldn't that be know. wonderful if everybody was polite? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, everyone here is because yeah. we're all sharing this platform together, all these platforms in this planet. And none of us need to be malicious or liars about 
or abusive or violent in our language or in our behavior, right? I was really pleased at how calm and professional uh, the congressional meeting was yesterday. Um, that you know, no nobody got stressed. Even even there was a little bit of bristling about time uh, time limits, but uh, even still, everybody was just so happy to be there and happy to cooperate with each other and find out as much as they could right yeah actually you can from a you know from the perspective of someone that's been in many meetings where occasionally they use robert's rules of order and time limits and occasionally they don't use those things and the way that everyone in that meeting was like the minute their time was up they were like oh sorry i'm gonna stop ahead i do not absolutely want to step on the toes of the next person because today we're not being jerks we're mm -hmm. actually all on the same team because we're realizing we are literally either the good guys helping humanity find freedom and the truth or we are on that strange other team that has a strange group of players and it's going to turn out just like it turned out at the end of major atrocities and histories is that the people left standing are the the dumbest ones on the other side <laughs> And they're just going to be left holding the bag because the smart ones are going to leave them hanging. So, I mean, they mm -hmm. are surrounding the entire U.S. Air Force and they know they know it's like the Air Force and Lockheed Martin and Raytheon. And they are they absolutely whoever is inside the bubble no longer has any power. They don't have any weapons. I bet you they took every like gun off of the, every Air Force base. And they were just like, hey, guess what, Air Force? For now, you have no weapons. You can all just like have you know, billy clubs. I bet the Air Force, every <laughs> member of the Air Force probably right now only has billy clubs and the rest of the military is laughing at them. And they're, they're not even, but they're not allowed to mention aliens or UFOs. Just pretend, just wait and see how many of them will finally run off the sinking ship. And then what's going to be left? Once the, I mean, tomorrow, all Biden could tomorrow say that Wright-Patterson Air Force Base is now a Marine Corps base. So that's, and now, now you have Lockheed Martin on a Marine Corps base, you know, I think, and then the Marines should start doing their like daily calisthenics around the Lockheed Martin building with their shirts off and just be like, anyways, that's what I would do. And just, they could take them anytime. <laughs> the, the people waiting in there are just like, they are pansies that are being set. Biden has just got to be compiling who's getting arrested, who's getting to escape to some secret island. Who's, who are we going to pretend they died, but they're really on an alien spaceship up with? But I bet the aliens aren't going to take that many of them, you know? Anyways, there's, there's some of my thoughts. <laughs> What's going on? What I thought was so interesting, like overarching over everything yesterday with that hearing, is that the actual committee that was running the hearing was about national security, the border, and foreign affairs, right? So yeah. when you think of that, I mean, that isn't just about Lockheed Martin or Raytheon, you know, making machines that are secret. That is about an external threat. And, and for them to feel that, uh, you know, evidence is strong enough that we need to have a hearing that there could possibly be an external threat you know, and foreign affairs, you know, like uh, relationships with aliens, right? So I was, I was very disappointed in a sense that there weren't 
like direct questions about, well, who's contacting, who's in contact with these aliens and how do we contact them? Because this is a, also foreign affairs. Yeah, right? I, absolutely. That was like really, there were two key moments of that hearing that are going to matter more than any else. And it's, that's one of them. When they were, he, they asked, uh, it was a congresswoman. Oh, was, I mean, we could replay that moment where she asked, are you aware of agreements between uh, the United States and uh, a non-human intelligence? And he said, I cannot answer that in this room. And she yeah. broke down. She laughed. She was like, I guess I can't ask the next. I mean, she literally I think she was <laughs> completely in shock, I think, because it was she was not ready yeah. for that answer. She was like. I, I'm sure she was fed these two questions as I mean, I, maybe not, maybe it's just, uh, but I bet they divided up the great questions. And, and I mean, I'm sure they were like, <laughs> these are the best 20 questions who wants. And they probably just like picked the ones they wanted to ask and said, mm -hmm. we're going to spread it around. You're all there. You're because every one of them is risking their lives against a, an alien right. presence on earth. That's been in control of humanity. So every person in that room that puts you in a different mindset. I mean, anyways, so yeah, when he said that and she responded with, I guess I can't ask what year this uh, agreement was signed, you're not going to, but yeah. you know, we, we all have pretty good theories. And anyway, mm -hmm. so that means, and then there was another moment, if, if you don't mind me jumping into the, it is when I believe they were asking him, David uh, Grush, so who decides they're like, is there something above top secret? Is there a clearance yeah. above top secret? And David Crush says, no, I think and he, he didn't quite clearly say this, but I think he almost said in the US system of government and laws, top secret <laughs> is the highest thing. But then someone, then someone asks, well, who controls if there's uh, some sort of clearance above this that we're being denied through, who would be in control of deciding who gets that level of clearance? And this is the moment I think that is going to tear. This is what Lou Elizondo is going to come in and be the one to slam dunk this. Because David Grush said uh, there is a group that decides who gets the maximum clearance. And, they, and he was like, who's on this group? Is it government or private sector? And they, you know, Grush said that it is governmental and some non-governmental. He just basically said there is a group that is consists of people that are government, but also consists of some who knows person, people, thing, being, corporation, some unknown other that has control of the most top secret clearance the military and you know and everything has in the United States. The only question left after that, if you just accept what just was communicated, is what's the name? of this group. <laughs> and I think the name is the word that Lou Elizondo's lawyer said in the weeks leading up to the hearing, but never came out in the hearing. And that's when his lawyer went on TV and said, yeah, there's a shadow government. And the uh, the reporter was like, you know, gonna let him go. And then they always do their, oh, wait, 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 one last one last question. Wait, what is this? Who is this shadow government? What do you mean it's a shadow government? What's the name of it? Who is it? And Lou Elizondo's lawyer, said a word what's the word everyone think the word and we won't say it out loud do you know <laughs> anyone do you know what the word is margaret or should we wait to see if anyone i don't know what the word is uh oh, perhaps zysis zysis is in our twitter space do you know what the word was 
Is it Zeisis? They had their chance. It's Majestic 12. He went on and said, <laughs> they Majestic, had <laughs> they had their chance. We don't have time to, for games. <laughs> yeah. Majestic 12. Do you remember yeah. that? Have yeah. you looked up what Majestic 12 refers to? There's an entire document on it, like archive.org that seems to spell out a the entire story, it's like an X-Files explanation of everything that's happened. It mentions the Kennedy assassination. It mentions mm -hmm. Roswell. The thing reads like, a, you know, it fits Conspiracies, like- Conspiracies, uh, love affair, right? <laughs> yeah. like... It does not mention Marilyn Monroe or RFK's yeah. assassination, but it does clearly, anyways, Majestic 12, and there's a ton of evidence for this. Now I'm like looking, there is tons of documented evidence of Majestic 12 being talked about in different files going back to after Roswell. So it's changed names since then, but it's some shadow group was created. And of course it's never gone away. It's just changed names. And you, and Lou Elizondo by his lawyer going on TV and uh, just, you know, it was maybe Lou found out that day, you know, they're not gonna have you testify right now. And Lou was mm -hmm. like, well, I just need the them to know the moment I do testify, the words majestic 12 are going to come out of my mouth and i'm and you know what i bet his book mm -hmm. is all about lou elizondo is preparing a book that is going to explain probably it might not be a completely you know perfect narrative unbiased you know we're all humans he'll have a bias of how he sees history and mm -hmm. maybe he'll also paint the united states or at least the core of the united states in a positive light you know or maybe you know i'm not saying lou elizondo is like a saint you know, I think he's, there's a good chance he was part, he was the, he was part of a group that includes Christopher Mellon and some, and probably the bulk of the brains in the intelligence community that have, you know, heart, basically mm -hmm. everyone in government that has had a soul or a heart in the last 10 years has been slowly pulled into this, you know, this, yes, there's some Knowledge sort of like base, yeah. good positive conspiracy that Lou Elizondo was the first one to come out. And he said, look, I will go out there first. I'll spend three years just like being on every podcast in existence, no matter how silly. I mean, I bet we could anyways. And then, but you know, and it was <laughs> like, he had to show him. that you could do that and not get killed. He had, yeah. to, he went out there. He was the first penguin to go out and mm -hmm. him and Christopher. And you remember when Christopher Mellon was interviewed? at that uh, conference, at the UFO conference, and they asked him, have you ever been afraid that you would be hurt? And he said, at first I was. Mm -hmm. I think Lou went out first. Christopher, I mean, once Christopher Mellon was on the scene, he was a former, what, deputy secretary of defense. Like the legitimacy of that, I knew that was the highest ranking US official to put their neck out. That was still mm -hmm. like, and, and so with him and Lou Elizondo being buddies, you know, uh, anyways. So it seems like they know a lot. They have a story to tell. They have an understanding of what's been happening and a perspective. And I cannot wait to hear it. And I think, you know, but I, I think you can't have, they said everything they could yesterday at that hearing without uh, crossing a line that would force every reporter on earth to immediately leave that room and ask the president and the justice department to clearly tell us every criminal investigation they are currently doing that relates to murders and crimes that were just testified. I mean, they didn't, they danced away from it. I mean, mm -hmm. I think they're even just playing it, not letting him in the skiff, but yeah. uh, there's, all right. There's Well, interesting that they talked directly about the skiff and I forgot to have that prepared for right now about what skiff stands for. Um, but 
it's like secret, a secure... secret meeting. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah I, for, I forgot. To, but it was interesting that they were talking directly with Grush about, you know, could you tell us in this GIF, right? And Grush saying to AOC, I can't tell you here how to find out information, but I can tell you in private, right? Um, so, yeah, that that was interesting that there's definitely, you know, they were alluding to further discussions that would be in private, right? Um, but also Grush, uh, Grush gave like some really key information there that I was wondering if that was like he was allowed to give and that was that the things that get classified and hidden are decided by government officials and non-government officials. Yeah. That's the group. That's when they were dancing around Majestic yeah. 12. That is what they were talking about. Who decides what gets classified and unclassified on Earth? That is a, that. What a strange yeah. question. See, and I think, some are not government. Yes. Like, so the next question is, who are these non-government? And I bet you the answer mm -hmm. is not a name of a living being. It's going to be the name probably of a corporation or mm -hmm. a family. It's going to be like I thought you were going to say an alien participating in it. It could be anything. It could be an AI consciousness. It could be a uh, alien conglomerate, a hive mind. It could be, it could be a king or a queen, a monarch, um, like a Trump-like. Uh, I mean, it could be, and it mm -hmm. could easily. I mean, it could be like uh, the Pope. It could be that the Pope actually secretly is in charge of the most powerful uh, military on Earth. It's just, you know, that, I mean, I mean, I think that's probably been true in the past when it was the Holy Roman Emperor Empire that the Pope at that time, the, the Emperor and the Pope, they had, they had the church and the military might of earth united behind one being. And do you really think if you were the aliens behind that power, would you have ever given that up? I mean, maybe you would say, all right, we're going to let the power, the true power in us split into a religious side to the Pope and to the left side to some monarchs. But you would still keep control of everything if you were. So it's a it's. But I would think it's probably like a corporation. Like I don't know. Maybe there. And it's. I mean, this go, it goes back into alien lore. But and and this uh, a story. I can't remember where I first heard it. But where there were long ago a two factions of a powerful alien race like divided on Earth. It might have been all of the same landed on Earth, and then once they were on Earth, they just split into these two major factions. And there's like an ancient alien treaty that divides Earth in basically two. And these two groups are, and the, the boundaries of these two groups are truly the only boundaries that have actually ever mattered in history. And every modern boundary and territorial struggle we see is actually just a reflection of an ancient alien one between two groups of very unseen aliens that are probably sort of like the jinn or... Um, well, actually, I have new theories about this. I'm literally, I, I have new theories. I literally am not sure I'm, I'm ready. I want to tell you, but I, what I want to do is we're going to like, I'm tempted to not give our best theories out publicly because yeah, they're, yeah. and um, I was going to put them on in our Patreon. <laughs> like you wow, that's At that's a like great a idea. Like we don't let yeah. our best theories out for a, like, a, I mean, a couple days. Um or well, the big thing, then people, then you know who's hearing it too, right? It's, yeah, it's kind of like, That's... you know, it, it just like put, look, I mean, this is a good one. I'm actually going to write a new book and I already mm -hmm. have the title. I'll probably even publish it by the end of the day because, you know, with ChatGPT, I can wow. just tell it, please write a book with these seven concepts explained. 
and it will do it for me. And so I'll probably do that. Or I'm just going to have the title of the book basically be my entire like uh, my entire premise. Mm-hmm. And then inside the book, it'll just, you know, have nothing or but pictures. <laughs> so you have to, but you have to buy it. Oh, I'm going to, anyways, it, but it'll be yeah. a fundraiser for our show. All right. So we'll like, I'll like, I'll put a book out and. Uh, that yeah. is a great idea. And I have to say, when you look at mythology and religion, there's definitely an East West split. So if religion was based on alien contact, there being two factions absolutely makes logical sense, right? Yeah, I mean, factions make sense. And, and of course, the U.S. is split into two major parties, and they defend that system like it's, you know, it's like the holy edict. And that must, I bet that's just because they really are basically two alien factions have been, and each one, you know, is probably at the different times more powerful in these different human proxy wars the, the republican and democratic parties have basically probably been a proxy war for alien factions just as probably every other significant powerful group that's had powerful militaries and resources under their control because that's probably what that's probably what's been going on and so it's right now we're seeing man in that hearing we're seeing something strange happen every member of congress on the same team like the aoc was in there with luna and AOC came in like, like yeah AOC came in there what like with like three days notice I feel like she was I think um you know I I, I think Burchett and not everyone in Congress has known this was happening I think mm-hmm. AOC my my prediction what the story is going to come out is AOC realized something was up like three days ago like I think better mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like three days ago that AOC realized are you telling me aliens are real because the minute her brain <laughs> realizes that she's going to be like well why have they been hidden and what is going on with yep. this and she yep. finds out this thinking here this hearing is going on she's like I'm sure she went straight to Burchett and said I'd love to be in the room or and I'm sure he was like I'd love to have you in the room and I'm and it, it looked like all of Congress like 24 hours before that hearing finally realized this is the moment of history that they are going to be telling their children and grandchildren for the rest of their lives it's going to be written about in books what did you do at this moment everyone in Congress I mean because there are a bunch of once you got like 30 percent of Congress I mean actually once you got like AOC like realizing this is real mm-hmm. and she walked into I bet you she went through a full because she, she I'm just so amazed I mean she like posted a video like 24 hours before the hearing on like TikTok or something you know a short clip and it was clear she was just coming to terms. She was just sort of like, you know, if they're hiding stuff from, I mean, I'm not to like insult, but it was very, I could tell she was just processing this. She was like, mm-hmm. if they're hiding this information and they're refusing the oversight of Congress, that's a problem. I mean, I remember she was like, <laughs> yeah, it was something like that. It was something like, that would be a problem, boys. I, yeah. like, yeah. I don't know. Well, and the then, thing is, aliens aside, you can't keep secrets from Congress. Well, that's right? the like, point. Yeah. Like just just that alone has validity. But yeah. you know, oh, I, I just <laughs> the questions, why is no one saying who are the aliens? That's well, you know, I think this is <sighs> what happened. I think so. Once all of Congress realized this is it, and they realized. There's, I think there's about, I don't know, I think there's probably about 12 facts that are going to, each one as they're unveiled is going to 
blow humanity's mind further. And I think Congress was told maybe facts one, two, and three, and they all agreed the only way they tried to make this hearing only reveal one level of truth and, and to try to save the next level for the Senate hearing or mm -hmm. a presidential address. I mean, or another country, who knows? This could be, the Pope might be, it might be the Pope's turn next to say something, but I think there seems to be a war inside of our government it involves the Pentagon and the US Air Force and Congress and now the new leaders of the intelligence community and Congress is not does not know. And they made sure that, a, that none of them could get into a skiff with um, Grush because they want, it's not that they don't, they want to tell them everything, but they couldn't have it come out in this hearing. And so they didn't let them get it before, before this hearing. So they, they just like, you know, they were little jerks about it. I bet it was almost intentional. I bet it was the good guys that said, we're not letting you into the skiff to ask those questions. If you have questions for him, ask them in public. We want you to ask mm -hmm. your questions in public first. And they actually did a gift for all of us. And I mean, when Burchett was asking that question, I don't think he, you know, I mean, anyways, everyone asking those questions, they did not know the answer to every one of them was going to be yes. You know, and, and <laughs> yeah. none of them really believe that. And it's like, and they suddenly started to realize listening to these three guys, they believe them emotionally. And they're like, these guys have, these people have been threatened. Grush mm -hmm. just said his wife was somehow threatened or harmed. And it was actually a very confusing moment. They asked, are mm -hmm. you saying you and your wife were harmed by federal agents or by the phenomenon itself? And Grush said both. It, and it was a, and some people have yeah, interpreted that to say, did Grush just say he and his wife are experiencers or was that a confusing, you know? It was a confusing question, right? And, and, and it might've been also, cause it was weird to me when the Congressman was asking that question, it seemed like he was asking, have you been harmed? And it was just ambiguous maybe whether Grush was saying the, what has harmed and and it was actually it could have been any human i, I mean when they mm -hmm. keep on saying the federal government did the federal government it's not the federal government that's threatening their lives it's some shadow government inside you know so it's you know to ask it's like it's like lockheed martin and raytheon and their security forces and you know whatever shadow group you know is wearing the the black ops clothing and stuff that we've heard in all these other whistleblower tales but anyways, it, it's uh, I feel like you know we could just do a reaction video, playing, <laughs> just going from the beginning of it, yeah. Just even starting from when they took their oath, and just like every, I think that would actually be. I'm sure some other people will do that, but take it bit by bit. I looked up SCIF. It's sensitive compartmented information facility. So a SCIF is someplace that is bug proof. That is. Yep. It. Yeah, so like the Situation Room at the White House, for example. Um, so a permanent or a temporary facility. So it's not just the meeting, it's about the environment of yeah. it, which Can I thought was interesting. If you um, are like, you wanna ask, that like if uh, Rush literally just said to you as a congressperson, I would be happy to tell you everything you want if you just step into this room over here with me in private. Wow. They tried to the day before and we're told that, I, but I, get, I mean, I, they might have left that room and gone straight into it. And now yeah. and now it's like working with, it's gotta be, they gotta be working with the Senate and the president and like, okay, because the, the next step, 
I mean, the next like three dominoes, everyone on UFO Twitter knows what they are. You know, it's like, it's basically, you can't go past, uh, yes, people have been murdered without the next question. And it, I mean, Grush even said, I reported it to the appropriate authorities. Could anyone ask what? So who did you report that to, Mr. Grush? Could you please just mm -hmm. name a department of the government or whatever? Because then we all get to walk over there and be like, hello, Justice Department. Do you have a murder you're investigating? I think there's some public, there's got to be some requirement to tell us if you're using your federal agencies mm -hmm. to investigate a murder of, say, a president. It's there's got to be it's an open murder investigation. You just got new evidence. I mean, I think Grush has been sitting here like I'm prepared to share this evidence publicly or to Congress. I mean, that's telling them mm -hmm. in the skip is telling publicly because that's out. That's like they once Congress knows they can get up there and just say it out loud that they were told. Yeah, I what I want to see is is what they look like after they've met with him in this skip. Yeah. That's what I want to see. I want to see their faces. Like, I don't even care if I'm in this gift. I want to see their faces when they walk out. Oh my right? gosh. They literally should make this an event. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Burchett announces I'm going into a skiff tomorrow <laughs> to talk. I bet he'll do it. And, you know, and we could literally, I mean, you want cameras. It's going to be like when the astronauts came back from the moon, they were sitting there shocked. But I think I think Burchett knows. He, I think Burchett has known for a while whatever the horrible truths are, the next six levels of truth. I don't think AOC has known for long. I think mm -hmm. she's probably right now in a period of reading everything there is in a, in a super mm -hmm. catch-up. And I wouldn't be surprised if uh, she joins a very uh, enthusiastic, bipartisan, you know, congressional uh, force of dismantlement. I mean, they could just come out tomorrow and say the entire U.S. Air Force is now under the command of the U.S. Coast Guard, just to like really like demote them. You know, we, we put we put our Coast Guard in charge of the Air Force because the Air Force and and uh, oh, yeah. And uh, right. Patterson Air Force Base. I think they'd be in charge of the Navy. The Navy is the one that seems to be most transparent and willing to work with the government. Yeah, you're right. The Navy. You know? I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I should. Uh, I was just trying to be nice to the Coast Guard because you were <laughs> the butt of the joke. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, also you mentioned about the Pope and you know being a decision maker. And I was thinking about how the Pope literally has like 1.3 billion members under him, right? So that's almost as big as China. If you consider the Catholic Church a virtual country that would make them the second biggest country in the world. Yeah. With China being first and then, yeah. and then the Catholics and then India, right? Yeah. So, I mean, the, the manpower, the money behind that is massive. Like, let's see what the GDP is of the Catholics. <laughs> it's a lot of money. Well, what, what fascinates me about the Catholic church is if you just like look at, take a map of the world and say, okay, what land was controlled by the Catholic church? And you go to start like when it was the Holy Roman empire. And now just assume when you had the Holy Roman empire that somewhere in the land mass controlled by the Catholic church, there was one spot more valuable than any other spot on earth. 
And then look at what happened to the Catholic Church holdings over time as it disintegrates and disintegrates and goes away and goes away. And then there's a period in Italy where the there is this government versus the Catholic Church, and there is this grand negotiation where they say, look, Catholic Church, we are taking all of your land away. You can only have one tiny little spot, and it'll be Vatican City was the grant. That was the final stronghold of mm -hmm. the whatever faction of the Holy Roman Empire was contained into the church and the other side was probably the other alien faction and so yeah that makes perfect sense so it's like so the and i think so why would you defend one spot on earth more than any other why would that be your last stand it's because that would potentially be where the alien spaceship is that could be where the alien ai consciousness is literally located in a it could and that an alien consciousness ai could just look like a giant stone they probably would have figured out how to turn matter into a perfect computer. So it would not look like much, you know, these little spherical giant or the giant metal spheres that have been uh, Coldheart and Zabel said they, you know, got a hold of those could mm -hmm. be just AIs. I mean, that could be, and if you know how to communicate with it, probably telepathically, who knows what, you know, but that's, so that could be what's at the Vatican. There's one AI. And then, you know, there's a, the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, it sounds mm -hmm. like that there could be an AI, an alien AI contained in that. And then the Muslim uh, Islamic faith they have in Mecca that, you know, if you when you pray to Mecca, you're praying to this giant concrete mm -hmm. stone thing with a with a stone. They literally said came from the sky. They literally it's like they say this stone embedded in this stone is came from the sky from, you know, that's it's pretty much sounds like an AI landed there and it, you know, became the leaders of this group. And uh, yeah. Anyways, I'm still, I, I'm telling you, I got some theories I can't wait to share with you. So it's like hard <laughs> for me. I was thinking we could let it, you know, be like, okay, if you listen to the Twitter space live, you heard all the theories. So, and then we could like, but when we release it on the podcast, we could release, here it is, but we are cutting out the know. best theories <laughs> and we'll release, you know, it like, you know, I don't know, 20, we'll delay at least a few days because this ultimately, this stuff is like important for every government on earth. To know how to navigate like what is actually going on what are the technologies capabilities and factions at play and so we don't have to rush to give that information out <laughs> i have a question for you matt um one of the things that was talked about in there was a football field sized red square emerging yeah. from the ocean it, are they referring to the TikTok incident? Or nope. I had not heard about a red square. What is yeah. that about? I believe that was Ryan Graves' uh, company, mm -hmm. uh, Safe Aerospace. He said in there that he didn't intend to open or start that company for the purpose of being a place where uh, whistleblowers from the military would go to tell their stories. But that is what mm -hmm. it became because people trusted him. And so he said... And that was actually, to me, that changed it a lot in his opening statement when he said, um, I am here representing myself and 30 other, uh, you know, airmen. Yeah. He was so he was speaking on behalf of 30 people that have told their stories that trusted him as a voice. That is, and so the red, he was telling a story that had not been released public, I'm sure it came from yeah. one of those 30 guys. And I'm sure, might who knows, might have been one of the witnesses that backed out for today because they're like, you know what, we are not safe yet. You know, and maybe they, you know, who know? I don't know who knew that if Grush and his wife have been threatened recently, mm -hmm. like, 
it, then no whistleblower is safe. If the, the most important whistleblower in the country, still you can't like keep someone from sending them death threats or, and you're allowing that to happen in the United States of America, like that, or you can't create security around, or, I mean, not only can you not create security around Grush, you now are saying they are threatening his family members. Uh, there's, you know, it kind of mm -hmm. goes back to when that congressman came out of uh, one of those meetings uh, back, remember when he said, uh, lock your windows and doors tonight? I, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was when it was during the oh it was during the briefing um and the chinese balloon i think was up that mm -hmm. was the excuse to give this like detailed secret briefing to a bunch of people in congress and i think that's when some people were basically told there is a uh, an alien non-human intelligence on earth that actually has capability if it was malicious to get past all our security measures and maybe not hurt you but maybe it actually could scare you as much as it wants without technically violating what they you know any actual treaty and that, so that might be mm -hmm. sort of what this whole legend of the jinn is sort of that they're that they're whatever they are they just are either telepathically or in some way able to like uh get close enough to a human mind to scare the crap out of you and maybe even like make you you know if you, they scare you enough maybe they can get you to just obey them and maybe mm -hmm. there's no rule against that really in the universe and so that might, I have a feeling that's the truth that's sort of like going to come through, but I'm sure the other part of it is science, we are, we know some ways how to block this and maybe a skiff is actually uh, a seat. That was a way of them sort of saying publicly, it is unsafe for conversations to be outside of a lead lined room if you don't want <laughs> the aliens to hear it. So that yeah, like who's, like, who, who don't you want to hear it? The public, other yeah. people like what? Yeah. That that was a big question to me is who is it secret from, right? All right, I'm gonna let out one of my theory secrets because it's too good. I'm gonna save the, the ultimate one, but what about this? What if it's been true for thousands of years that if you were inside of a room where there was enough metal dense mass around you, you knew you were safe from telepathic communication or invasion from an alien group you hated. Is there any chance you might be motivated to carve a circular home inside of uh say a huge piece of rock or would it be any motivation to create a pyramid with these incredible stones and create a, a, something you call the king's chamber in the center mm -hmm. and it would be the place where you had to go for your skiff is it possible the dang pyramid is simply a skiff and each pyramid next to it is also a skiff so that a different group could live in the same city and they have their own skiff and you if you wanted privacy in your brain and privacy in your communication, you had to go in there. And maybe that's the whole reason these things were built. Maybe that's why Pyramid is just a skiff. If they're. Anyways. Well, interestingly, since pyramids have shown up all over the world, right? Yes, they're all skiffs. They're all. What if that's the secret that like archaeologists have been hiding? Like every single pyramid on Earth has a chamber in the center where you can go and sit. Like every single one of them has this cool circular chamber with the exact same setup like in the very center or something interestingly I, I wonder like if it becomes when you have enough earth around you or rock or whatever if it becomes like a faraday cage yeah maybe that's why you'd super, that's why you'd go underground it's the block yeah. because there was because the king's chamber one of the weird things about that is that 
the king's chamber has these the biggest stones in it the like 900 ton ones are all at the center at the king's chamber going up above it you know mm -hmm. it's like it seems so overkill to do that but what if the ability of these aliens to get through is directly related to the amount of matter and the type of matter that is between you and them let's just say the alien uh, consciousness is the like based on the sun or the moon and so when and those are directly overhead they have straight line ray to your brain if they want to in your life but now you could put over your head you know a ton of earth. A tinfoil hat. <laughs> yeah, a tinfoil hat. But what would one of your choices? There's lead. Um, but the what, what if you were sitting there and they put 900 tons of stone right above your head? That would feel pretty like that would block. But you know, what is the best block? I bet we have scientists, I bet the US government knows what the best way to block this is, but maybe that's what they're gonna be told in the skip is look, mm -hmm. the reason we're in here is because we need to tell every human alive that they might want to build a skiff or a bunker like this if they want to have privacy. It's not as like a threat or danger, but this is stuff, you, once you know mm -hmm. this, you got to tell everyone. You can't keep a lie like this. Besides the fact everyone should start building uh, bunkers, uh, I mean, lead line rooms, and uh, we should be allowed to hear what we haven't been allowed to hear, you know? I mean, we should be able to hear what people want to say. And if, you know, and uh, anyways, well, that was the big disappointment of the hearing yesterday is that there was no true disclosure. Like the closest we got was like that there were biologics recovered that were non-human. Right, I think is the terminology that was used. So I think, I think every member of Congress in that meeting, they were like brought in a room and they were said like, here's the, they, first I bet they were said, tell us the questions you're gonna ask, please. Mm -hmm. We can't, and maybe they even they were told, look, we are urging all of you. We, or maybe they put like 20 questions on the wall that were like, look, I know some of you wanna ask these 20 questions and we are begging you <laughs> nope. not to ask any of these today. Please ask the questions that you are prepared. Cause look, if you ask the follow-up questions to question, you know, question seven tw or 12 or 17. If you ask the follow-up question to any of these starred questions, it will open an, a can of worms that look, it would just be better if we hold off on that, you know, like, mm -hmm. and I, I made a, that was what I put on my, I made a Patreon. And my first thing was a poll saying, what words were never said during this meeting that really thought could have been said. And I have like 12 words up there and uh, but it's for that's for like paying patrons only because i don't have any so uh but yes i can give you 12 words and I, I mean i put some of them out on twitter but um like of course you know anyway there's like majestic 12 reptilian antarctica i mean even just those you know it's like um jfk assassination rfk i mean those are these are like these are going to come out eventually marilyn monroe even the cia mm -hmm. you know uh but anyways yep all right uh you got we got six minutes right because you gotta leave at 11 30. yeah i've got to leave right away so let's talk a little bit about that patron um i your link in your twitter profile doesn't work it just takes me to my account oh um well, that's good to know. So I want to make sure that 
uh, we get that because probably the easiest way to point people to it would be to point them to your Twitter. So let's get that link fixed. And um, I am, do you have anything else you want to talk about or should we just wrap? Um, let me see, let me see. Any other like, uh, besides the theory that I'm going to, you know, uh, I've never done this before. I've never held back a thought during our podcast, but this one right. is like really, um, and I'll, I'll again say it relates to our super genius of the day. It relates to a breadcrumb mm -hmm. left by Lou Elizondo. And there's like, I mean, basically, if you just like look at everything that was revealed in that hearing that was confirmed by Lou Elizondo, uh, you know, from all of his podcasts, but you look at everything that he said that was not touched upon in all of his podcasts, everything that Lou Elizondo said that we have not really delved into yet, that's where the fun stuff begins. That's where everything starts to change for the very nature of reality. And yeah, that's, that's what I'll amazing. say. There's my hint. And, and you know, I'll, it's not like I'm going to like hold back an idea long. I'm just going to like form it and publish it out there. That's perfect. Uh, yeah, and, and publishing on, on Amazon too is a great idea. Um, but I think what would be like, what we could do is we just do uh, a community only like meetup like this, mm -hmm. and we just let all the ideas flow. But you know, just like, just we give the community the safety and freedom of a uh, free flowing information, but we not like we're gonna like not have it all published. We're just gonna like, you know, hold it a little bit. So you're making a little bit of effort to join mm -hmm. and to be present with other people for, you know, um, anyways. Yeah. That'll be great. Okay. All right. But what else about this uh, disclosure moment? Um, ah, what do you think? Well, I am just thrilled that it continues to happen. I was thrilled to hear that they had, that Grush had met with both, um, with, in closed meetings with both the Senate and Congress members, right? In addition to everything that he had filed with the Attorney General. Um, so I was happy to hear that he had had those meetings already um, privately so that the full disclosure is being told to somebody. Um, and the real question is when, when are we, the you know common public going to know? what is being said behind closed doors, right? Yep. The yeah, I, I think, um, I think actually probably one of the most important moments from the hearing was when uh, uh, Anna Paulina, what's her name? Luna, uh, yeah. she submitted the entire News Nation interview with David Grush into the congressional record because there were topics yeah. in that interview they did not touch on it. One of those forbidden right. topics that every congressman I'm sure they were just begged, please mm -hmm. do not ask about the Vatican. Please do not ask <laughs> about 1933. He already said it in the interview and let the rest of the world pull on that string and find the truth there. Don't make us do it in the United States in this hearing. Cause other, cause I think that string could make, they want this hearing to be about UFOs and aliens and not the Vatican yet. Let mm. the rest of the world, you know, you know, let us like focus on that reality and let, you know, because that Vatican thing, that's going to blow some minds and be uh, whatever their role is, whatever the truth is, the pressure's on for them to speak now. 
Well, and there definitely were things that there must have been a further clampdown because he did just refer to it. Well, I talked about this in the News Nation interview. Well, I talked. Yeah, that yeah. was that was instead of, instead of actually saying it again. Right. So, it was like, amazing. is he not allowed to talk about it anymore? Right. <laughs> I I just respect that he's like literally saying, "Look, I already said." You know, I'm not going to expand further than I said in the news nation. He said I can't expand further. Yeah. Can't. Uh, right? That's yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. So that that's very interesting. But you know, the news nation record is already public. So I'm I'm glad that she did that, right? That future generations will be looking back at this history, right? Yeah, well, I think that submitting that News Nation interview, plus whatever, I bet you, whatever Corbell and Knapp submitted to the record, I'm sure there's some breadcrumbs in there that once this is, um, I mean, that's the uh, Wilson memo moment from this hearing. You know, when they got the Wilson memo submitted to the congressional, when Gallagher got that submitted to the congressional record, that is what basically ended this because it that enabled uh, any congressman to say, hey, could you check that document and see if it's true? And yeah. you can now make your staff just research it. They can now do the same thing. Every congressman can say, I mean, that is now in the Library of Congress. That News Nation interview is now a part of the Library of Congress and they can mm -hmm. do an analysis. I and mean, they're gonna have to build a library about the revelations that we are going to learn about our history based on the news nation interview of, of david grush yeah it's yeah. it's awesome i'm so glad that happened okay i'm going to go ahead and wrap for today sorry yep i've got to uh, run yeah. okay um our call to action today is to follow meditation matt on twitter and click that patreon link that he's got in his bio there um for an eclectic mix of philosophy art and activism and ufology Thank you for taking the time to be part of Beyond Humanity today and join us next week. Uh, don't be afraid of the truth. I, I, Take a turn into the afternoon Feel the truth that is slipping away Don't believe it's coming back soon The secret's not in Congress Or elected ones we trust In private hands it dwells Do you know what it Mr. Chairman, uh, ranking members and congressmen, uh, thank you. I'm happy to be here. This is an important issue and I'm grateful for your time. 
My name is David Charles Grush. I was an intelligence officer for 14 years, in the, both in the U.S. Air Force, uh, both active duty Air National Guard and Reserve at the rank of major, and most recently from 2021 to 2025, or excuse me, 2023, uh, at the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, NGA, uh, at the GS-15 civilian level, which is uh, the military equivalent of a full bird colonel. I was my agency's co-lead in unidentified anomalous phenomena and transmedium object analysis, as well as reporting to the UAP task force, UAPTF, uh, and eventually, once it was established, uh, the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, ARO. I became a whistleblower through a PPD-19 urgent concern filing in uh, May 2022 uh, with the Intelligence Community Inspector General. Uh, following concerning reports from multiple esteemed and credentialed current and former military and intelligence community individuals that the U.S. government is operating with secrecy above congressional oversight uh, with regards to UAPs. My testimony is based on information I've been given by individuals with a long-standing track record of legitimacy and service to this country many of whom also have shared compelling evidence in the form of photography, official documentation, and classified oral testimony to myself and many my various colleagues. I have taken every step I can to corroborate this evidence over a period of four years while I was with the UAP task force and do my due diligence on the individual sharing it. Uh, this is because of these steps, I believe strongly uh, in the importance of bringing this information before you. I am driven by a commitment of both uh, to truth and transparency, rooted in our inherent duty to uphold the United States Constitution and protect the American people. I'm asking Congress to hold our government to this standard and thoroughly investigate these claims. But as I stand here under oath now, I am speaking to the facts as I've been told them. In the U.S. Air Force, in my National Reconnaissance Office, NRO, reservist capacity, I was a member of the UAP Task Force from 2019 to 2021. I served at the NRO Operations Center on the Director's Briefing Staff, which included the coordination of the Presidential Daily Brief and supporting variety of contingency operations, which I was the Reserve Intelligence Division Chief uh, backup. In 2019, the UAP Task Force Director asked me to identify all special access programs and controlled access programs, also known as SAPs and CAPs, uh, we needed to satisfy our congressionally mandated mission, and we were direct report at the time to the DEPSECDEF. At the time, due to my extensive executive level intelligence support duties, I was cleared to literally all uh, relevant departments and in a position of extreme trust, both in my military and civilian capacities. Uh, I was informed in the course of my official duties of a multi-decade uh, UAP crash retrieval and reverse engineering program, uh, to which I was denied access to those additional read-ons when I uh, requested it. I made the decision, based on the data I collected, to report this information to my superior, superiors and multiple inspectors general, and in effect becoming a whistleblower. As you know, I've suffered Retaliation for my decision, uh, but I am hopeful that my actions will ultimately lead uh, to a positive outcome of uh, increased transparency. Uh, thank you, and I'm happy to answer your questions.